Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to, to non-hunters that it's, it's more than just killing animals. How do I start it? Brittany. My name, my name is... Does my hair look okay? It's fantastic. My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. <laughs> Braxton, you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Mm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a, a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. Are you hearing the sound of your voice? It's weird though, you don't normally hear it like that. I just like to make funny voices. Today I'm going to speak like this. Is that how you're going to, you're going to hold the microphone like that? Yeah, so then I don't breathe on it. Okay, fine. Is that the best? Is that the better way of doing it? No, it's like Lewis's. I, I think I feel that. like I get I very breathy. Yeah, I, I think, think so. it is because if you think of how people get mic'd up, Robbie, I need to turn you way down. Are you thinking Britney Spears oh, circa two thousand? People oh get God, mic'd up. Casey, people get mic'd up like it. this. See. See, Casey, I want to see Casey. how much uh, Casey. I want to see how much of that you Casey. can fit in your mouth. Look at, look at Casey. Testing, well, testing, oh, wow. testing. Just, I'm gonna be sitting back like this. This is just sexy, deep voice. There Give me another guys. test, there, Casey. Test. This is a real test. All right, Nixon Otto, Jet. And then when it starts, I'm like, he is. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, we've started already. Good. He's halfway there. So we okay. saw it already. Yeah, I, you oh. were you were bitching and moaning about me not hitting the record button, not so getting all my accents, and not it, getting all my when, funny stuff. And Robbie, now you just sound petty. <laughs> well, well, welcome to the Blood Origins Roundup again, Lewis, featuring special guest Casey Richmond. Hello, Casey Richmond. Have, have hey. you been on a podcast before? Yeah, I've been on a couple. Not one as cool as this, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you sweet talker, you. Yep. <laughs> you got to watch this one, Robbie. I know. Well, it's not going to be as bad as the last roundup you guys were on, where you hijacked the podcast. And improved it. You, We did get a lot of positive feedback of... Um, did the, they talk about watches? They we did didn't. not. In six minutes, it was unbelievable that they did not talk about watches wow. for six minutes. They just <laughs> essentially uh, took over my podcast and told the world what they thought about Robbie. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as bad as uh, I make out to be, but it was good. Well, Lewis Thomas, welcome to the Blood Origins podcast. Robbie Kroger, thank you for having me. Uh, Jack Bottoms. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Um... Anything special you want to say? 
as we start? Well, I was trying to tell Casey a story, but you kept oh, cutting no, me off. Oh, no, we can't. Oh, so let's just introduce yeah. Casey Richmond. Casey Richmond, welcome to the Blood Origins Roundup. Hello. <laughs> Terrible uh, British accent. Oh, that's pretty good, I thought. Thank you. That was a British accent? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, okay. Yeah. That was a good one, too, I think. But Casey, uh, since most people know who these two fellas are, yep. Uh, what do you do? Who do you work for? Where do you live? Yep. So I'm the director of photography at Everly Stock. So I work for Glenn Everly. Um, I've been there for about five years now, and I am out of Middleton, Idaho. So a little town outside of Boise. What did you do before Everly Stock? I sold boxes. No, you didn't. Yeah, that was my day job. I had a clothing company that I also owned on the side with a couple of good friends. And you were into photography then? That was yeah. your jam? Yep. Yeah, I did a lot of like freelance stuff on the side, and then I did all the photography for our clothing company too. What was the clothing company called? Mako. M-A-K-O. M-A-K-O. Yep. Shark. Yep. yep. An inland shark. Well, I lived in San Diego. At the oh, time. that's oh yeah, 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 yeah. You went in Idaho. Yep. My uh, wife's from Idaho, so then um, I was looking for a change. We were about to sell the clothing company, and I was told about the you know an opportunity to work at Everly Stock, and flew up to Idaho and interviewed, and it all went well. Got the job, and we moved up to Idaho. Ounce. So you're probably thinking about fifteen thousand dollars. That one that you found me was like ten thousand nine hundred pounds. Yeah. Sorry, we interrupted you, Casey. Uh, is Mako still around? Uh, I believe so. Last time I checked, it was. Okay. Yeah, I actually have some friends that, you know, like, I don't know, six months ago, a year ago, were like, hey, thanks for getting that shipped out. I just ordered another t-shirt. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I actually sold that like five years ago. Thanks, though. Like, I'm glad you're supporting it still. I'm glad they're still running. So, yeah, yeah I mean, we uh, sold it to a guy who was out of Santa Barbara. Okay. So a couple hours north, a few, you know, four hours north of me. And uh, he was pretty excited to start running it. So Cool. Yeah. Well, you transitioned into an amazing position and a yeah. pretty cool company. Oh, yeah. And that's awesome why we're company. here, right, man? The ethos and yep. I, was selling, I was selling Greg and you and like if just watching you guys interact at Winterstrong mm-hmm. was just like, you couldn't, you couldn't see one of you by yourselves. Yeah. It was almost like this, like, roaming pack of yeah. heavily stock people. Yeah, we're really tight. Like, when I started, there were, I think, five of us. And now, I think we just hired our 30th employee oh, last man. week. Freaking amazing. So we've grown a lot, but we, like, one thing that we've really tried to keep um, consistent is just, like, the the relationships we have with, like, our coworkers. Like, we were really tight and good, you know, good friends, it feels like. I mean, most of my, like, best friends now um, work at Everly Stock. Yeah. So we hang out all the time after work and on weekends and stuff. Brilliant. Jack, you had a, a story that you wanted to tell Casey? Well, it's not really necessarily applicable to this. Just say it. It was just, yeah, fine. But <laughs> in Botswana, Patrick, our third cameraman, was sat in the pickup truck and they were, were at a gas station, a petrol station for all the British listeners. And uh, petroleum. Petroleum. Petroleum bar, and uh, this woman needed to reverse her RVs out of the parking space. And she was British, and she came up to the window. And we had walkie-talkies between the two Land Cruisers. She came up to the window, and I saw that, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh my god, yeah, you was coming, was coming out of his walkie-talkie. <laughs> I was like, oh my fucking god, 
and he was scra- you could see him scrabbling to like either turn it down and he ended up just like pressing it into his chest as hard as he could to try and mute it. And this woman was in the window. There's just and a she background. She was being of, quite irate. She, she was, was like, being quite, "Move the vehicles, being, man! I'm trying to get out." Yeah, I, yeah, being 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 accompanied by oh my god, daddy! Like, <laughs> I mean, as far as irate goes on in Botswana, nothing was nothing beats the irate look you gave me, Robbie, when you were reversing into another gas station, and you were like just like looking looking around because oh you were god. reversing. Started reversing, and then we had the walkie-talkies, Casey. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. Slammed the brakes on. <laughs> he goes, he looks at me, he's like, what, what? Because, no we, because they were rent. Jeez. <laughs> it was oh. like, I am going to kill you right now. It was like my father, was, no, son. Was, no, we were in another. Oh, we you were in, in another a truck. different truck. Get away, me yeah. and Jack were laughing. We were, we were in stitches. Oh, oh, man. That's so funny. It was just like the paranoia of a rental vehicle. Hitting rented, someone. Or, hitting yeah. something, someone causing damage and just the palaver from it. And having looked at everything, again, making sure that I knew nothing was behind me. And then for a second, I was like, oh. How could I have been so stupid? And then just picturing Lewis just <laughs> And then I looked up, over yeah. and he's cracking up and I just was like this. <laughs> as as Jack said, it was just this flash across my face. just like, oh. And then Patrick afterwards was like, yeah, he was really angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, we are, uh, uh, you guys are on the roundup again. Unbelievably, these guys, are, people are going to be like, cheap, it's creep, man. New sluts boys are, um, we're going to start charging you. Did you just call us the Sluts Boys? I did. Us the Sluts Boys. Sluts Boys. Yeah. yeah. Sluts Boys. Sluts, Sluts. Oh, it's, an, it's Slot? This whole, this whole time I've been out. We are in uh, Wilderness, Idaho right now. Backcountry Idaho. You don't want to speak, Jack? Or are you just breathing too heavily no, into do, your mic? I don't understand how you balance not breathing into it. And then still have it like close enough. To it's you've got to you've got to do it like this, Jack. It's honestly, honestly, I, just, you know, just, just look, breathing normally. Just look ridiculously like just look ridiculous like Lewis, fine. and you'll be fine. I mean, I look ridiculous no. every day, Robbie. But no, no, know. no! Don't stick it in your nostril. Oh my god! People are turning yeah, off the yeah, podcast yeah, are right like, now. What am I listening to? Uh, okay, is that better? <laughs> got strong nostrils. I can't help. Right, okay, I'm just going to... Strong, strong nostrils. Just let me know when you need me to talk, and I'm going to bring the microphone back, right? Well, just, you know, we want you a part of this conversation, Jack. Otherwise, we'll just take the mic headset off you. Um, no, we're in Backwoods, Idaho. Um, we are here doing a Blood Origins episode, another our second embedded Blood Origins episode with Glenn Eberly. And uh, Casey, how much do you know? Have you watched any of our Blood Origins episodes? And if And you can say no, that's okay. No, I have. Yeah. What did you think coming into this this weekend? I was just, I don't know, because I feel like a lot of the ones I've watched have been in some crazy places and, mm-hmm. like, you know, not like a American hunting story. So, and I've seen, you know, like some of them were American, and but uh, I didn't know how much of, like, I guess hunting versus Glenn's sure. other five lives, you know, you'd yeah, be talking yeah, yeah. about and focusing on. So, and it's um, really, I think, you know, Jack, you can speak to this a little bit, but that's uh, that's your heads up that you can bring your <laughs> mic to your face. Here comes, here's Jack. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, almost now like 
I feel like when we started Blood Origins episodes, they were like speaking about the why of someone's why they hunted kind of scenario. And now the storytelling is so much richer and deeper than that. There's like, there's no real reason. All we're doing is now saying this guy, Glenn, this guy, Snow, this guy, Rich, are hunters. You're going to know that they're hunters because we are showcasing who they are through Blood Origins, but we're really not talking about very directly the idea of why do you hunt, talk about this, talk about that. It's more like, let's talk about you as a person. Let's talk about your things that you love to do. Let's humanize you as the hunter. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Uh, Lewis, no, um, are you... Are you sexting, sexting uh, over there? I'm not sexting, Robbie. That would be a bit weird, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, because he's got his legs open and facing in my direction, so it wouldn't be great. Well, you so never know. Lewis is recently single, so you never know what kind of messages he's sending back and forth. Were you caught, were you caught texting your girlfriend or the girl that you're what? about to go on a date with? No. I'll take that as a yes. I know. You, you were very pausy <laughs> there for a second. They got caught almost like, oh, I got busted by dad. Have you guys had the talk yet? Yeah, are you, have you had the, the talk? I oh, think, yeah, I think you're talking me? about me and you, Robbie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I did. I did. I did the give him the talk. The bees, yeah. yeah. How did he take it? He took it fine. He took it fine. <laughs> yeah. No. What, what question were you going to ask me, Robbie? <laughs> I said, we didn't say anything to get off this subject. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, we didn't get any lenses stolen this time. No, we didn't. No, no. So Heathrow Airport is not the culprit. For losing lenses, it is not a hundred percent. It is not, yeah. but if you, if you get your lenses stolen in Johannesburg, it will be. And this is your first. I know it's Jack's as well, but this is your first time really experiencing Western landscape. Oh yeah, wilderness. Yeah, hmm. I mean we've 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 been to Colorado, but we just went to Denver um, to see a friend. We've got a friend who lives in Denver. Um, but yeah, we didn't we didn't go. He doesn't do any hunting or anything like that. So we just stayed in the city, and that's about it, really. I think I don't think we've been anywhere else in um, in any of the western states. Did it fit your um, your image of what you thought it was going to be like? Because you're going to well, come yeah. back here in September. Yeah, well, yeah. This yeah. exact ranch yeah. to hunt elk. He's going to come back with a cowboy hat and boots, and he's going to be like, "Howdy, y'all!" <laughs> this trip I mean, changed. I mean, you? you're you're making a joke, Casey, but. You know, you've, you got might. To, you've got to understand that's a very real possibility. Oh, I hope it is. Yeah. Like, I, I would love that. <laughs> maybe not the boots, but maybe almost certainly a cowboy hat. Glenn would love it. Yeah, we're uh, well. We're gonna go. We're gonna go and uh, spend a day with a guy that makes hats in Nashville in Correct. August. So that'll be good fun. So maybe might walk away with a hat. It's not the he most, has, but that's not measured... the most appropriate hat. He does do some cowboy he does, style. Yeah, he does do. He does, do but you know. 
He recommended, though, when he, when he measured your head, he recommended that flat-brimmed style of hat. Yeah. Which, in my head, is always the bad guy in the Western films. They always wear the yeah. flat-brimmed ones, and the good guys wear the curled-up edges. So mm. I, don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh-huh. I mean, there was one that Jesse recommended, which, which you know, I've green shot and like the look of, so maybe Gage can make one. Nice. We'll see. So did the landscape put your, your idea in your brain? Yeah, did, yeah. What? yeah. yeah. Steep, rugged. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've watched so many hunting videos on elk hunting that kind of this very well documented, isn't it? So it's kind of, but yeah, seeing it in the flesh is very, it's, it's, you know, it's a different feeling, isn't it? Then you know what to expect, you know what it's going to look like. But then when you see it, it's like, well, this uh-huh. is crazy. Uh-huh. I think it's the sheer expanse of yeah. like yeah. wilderness. Is I mean it's a bit like Africa when we were flying over Botswana. Yeah, it's just like it's hard to believe that there's just that much of nothing. Nothing. You yeah, know? we flew in Glen's plane for a good hour and there was nothing. The Little cool wrong shits. I was gonna say the cool part about that is like uh, out of that hour, you were probably flying over public land for like 58 minutes of that hour. Yeah. So like all of that country you guys saw, you could go hunt. You can go, you know, camp on and explore ride the rivers all that stuff so that's why like personally i like idaho so much but even the salmon i thought you had to like book in and you had to draw to float the salmon and stuff like certain times of year yeah okay Mm -hmm. like the popular times of year like in the summer and stuff um i think late spring and early fall there's times you can go without having to kind of get one of those uh permits and you can go just go by yourself. You don't have to have like a guide or an outfitter or anything like that. No. If whose mic is that? It must be the wind is pumping through. Is it this one? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I think it's strong nostrils over here. It doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> doesn't matter. It could have been. Yeah, no. He's back. Um, well, we're here doing an embedded Blood Origins episode with Glenn Everly. It was, you know, it's, it's a fascinating turn of events. Jack, you you got hired by Eberly Stock yeah. last year. Yep. To do their, well, Glenn's Alaskan uh, doll sheep hunt. And that was pretty sick. But we didn't know what to expect there either. Hadn't met any of you guys before. But you guys had never done that kind of stuff before, really. It wasn't like a thing that Eberly Stock does or did. No, Which but... is like we go hunt... Mm. We film a hunt, here's all our kit, here's everything. Yeah. You guys just weren't in that space yet. No, I mean, we honestly just hadn't really set the, the time aside to, like, plan it out. Um, and you, obviously that stuff has to be planned well in advance. Sure. And so, yeah, finally we put something on the calendar, you know, got Jack and everything lined up. So uh, I'm glad it worked out because now that's kicked off, you know, the, like, now we've, we saw how successful that was and we saw like we had a whole, you know, movie premiere or film premiere during SHOT Show and it went well and the film's been really well received. It won a film festival. Um, and uh, so thankfully, because of the success, we're now doing this again and we're, you know, kind of increasing the amount of hunts we're going to film this fall and all that. Plus you guys hunt yourselves, right? You're oh, yeah. always hunting. Yep. Who yeah. else is always hunting in your crew? Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> His name's Hunter, yeah. So, um, yeah, he and I hunt a lot together. Um, our pack designer, Nate, Nate Tong, 
he didn't hunt at all when he started working at Everly Stock, and now he hunts as much as anyone. I mean, he's out there with me and Hunter pretty much every time we're out there. It makes sense then to have, you know, you hire someone like Fritz. Yep. Who is, because you guys are out there all the time. Yeah. Creating content. You should be creating content all the time. Yeah, exactly. Of all of your kit, all of your gear, you guys hunting, embodying this idea of hunting. It just makes sense. Yeah, a couple of years ago, someone in, someone in the industry had like reached out to one of us and said, uh, like, you guys don't even hunt, you know, like, and it was kind of like a, you can't tell if like they're. Like a dick. <laughs> yeah. And, but really we kind of use that constructively as like, well, even if you do hunt, you don't show it. So <laughs> from then on, we kind of tried to put more of an emphasis in showing kind of the successes of, or, you know, when guys were out hunting, trying to show that on, on social media and stuff like that. And, uh, cause guys are, didn't really just start hunting more all of a sudden. It's just like, we started documenting it more. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, for most of our, uh, product photo shoots, all that kind of stuff, we try to use just real hunts and just capture people hunting in our gear, like whether it's a pack or clothing stuff like that. So yeah, it's been good. And I think now with the addition of Jay Fritz, um, we'll be doing I mean, we have plans at least for this fall to be doing a lot, lot more of that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see what you can come out with. Yeah, from this from this autumn. Yeah, I know. I think Jay's going to be super, super busy. I think, uh, you, I think you <laughs> should. Call, I think I think Fritzy is Fritzy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know you guys like Fritzy. Yeah, and we call him Fritz because there's another Jay in the office too. But yeah, yeah. So Fritz, Fritzy, Fritz. <laughs> He'll be busy. I think probably one of our next. Uh, he's got like he's got some really exciting projects like right on his doorstep. Right, he's got like huge. seventy pack videos to put together, which are super <laughs> exciting. Yeah, I don't know if the, that's he's like, what he's, he's excited like nodding, about. Nodding away there. I was pretty sure he just fist pumped. Yeah, I was being I mean, he's killing it. If you haven't seen, I mean, we have a whole. Uh, we're basically weight testing every single one of our packs. But yeah, that comes out to like over forty videos. How did you know that that sandbag? was going to break that pack i didn't that so if you look at that video the x the x2 pack weight test video the very end like the last clip i'm kind of saying like i can't remember uh, how much you, weight you, did you have on before before the sandbag uh-huh. like 1400 something 1400 pounds yeah pounds and uh and then i threw the sandbag on and i can't remember what the final total like 1430 or something like that and then it wasn't breaking. And I'm like, well, what do we do now? We literally had nothing else that would like, <laughs> I was trying to weigh everything we could. Like if you watch in the video, I'm like throwing like a ladder on there, a pallet and some pretty heavy things. And the pack was still supporting it. And I was like, I don't know what to do. So we filmed the outro with the pack all loaded up. So if you look like the very last part of the video, I'm like, oh, did I look scared on that? Cause like there's 1400 pounds, like resting on the pack right behind me. And I'm like in the fall zone. Right. So Right after I'm done filming, like, the outro, I, like, kind of try and, like, get off camera real quick because I want to get out of the danger zone. And then, luckily, we kept the cameras rolling, and it broke, like, five minutes after that, so. Oh, so, oh, okay. It wasn't yeah. the, the throw of the sandbag didn't break it. No, no, because we had to cut it, obviously. Yeah, we yeah, want yeah, yeah. People watching, like, a 20-minute video, but right. um, that one actually took, like, 45 minutes probably to do the whole test. But Jeez. Yeah, the, uh, it was probably a good. Did you was, guys expect it to take no. that much weight? No, no, I mean, like. It's, there's still a bunch of plastic hardware, like buckles and ladder lock buckles and stuff that are supporting the weight. So you, you can only do so much with plastic and I, um, 
yeah, let's just be like the geometry of that pack and the shoulder harness kind of design, but it, <laughs> it was like not breaking. <laughs> so yeah, we were definitely surprised. Jack, the, um, you went this doll sheep hunt that you did with Glenn and Casey was there as well. Um, that was your, f it wasn't your first like foray into big, big, big mountains. No, no. I've been hunting around mainland Europe, or filming around mainland Europe and Pakistan and places like that for a couple of years beforehand. But it was your first introduction to them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like, I had, I hadn't met the guys, I'd spoken to them over the phone, but, you know, you end up in a hotel in Dead Horse in Prudhoe Bay, which is about as far north as you can physically go. Um, and it's like, okay. And it's just grim. What do you call it's it? Grim. grim. Yeah, it's really grim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything's gray. It's all like Connex boxes, basically, the whole yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. It's I love how super industrial. I love how Casey has to double check the terminology. <laughs> oh my God. It's, it's grim, right? You use grim? I've yeah. like heard that in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, oh, okay, we don't really know much about these guys, but we're just going to kind of go in and try and make friends with them. And that's what happened at the end of the day. But. So the first, I want to know about the first, like, hunt day, because clearly you're, you know, athletic, you have fitness, you have stamina. Did you, in your mind, in your mindset, you're like, I'm going to make sure that these guys know that I can take care of myself in the mountain? Uh, yeah, you don't want, like, when you've got new clients looking at it clinically, you want to make sure that they're, they relax as soon as you get there. So you kind of have to overdo your readiness, as it were. But having said that, I didn't take into account the amount of altitude oh, yeah. that we had there, and I felt awful. That first walk in, I felt terrible. Oh, really? Yeah, I was, I was like, oh, shit, I hope it isn't like this. <laughs> and then, because it wasn't pack fit, like fit, but I'm not pack fit. That's just super specific fit. Sure, sure, sure. And because I had all the camera gear and everything on top, um, I had a pretty heavy pack and, uh, and the altitude, and it didn't, didn't feel wonderful. But, uh, it's like just, the amount of elevation a day we were doing is just crazy how yeah. steep it was. Yeah. And it was kind of tough ground because it's Dude, the hardest. I mean, yeah. yeah that's tough. <laughs> so like how I describe it is like, you'd take a step up and then like, you'd take a step and like every rock within five feet of where your foot went in, like sunk down or like kind of started going down the mountain, like a foot. So like, it felt like you were on an escalator going down. Like it was just, I don't know, a lot of extra work. One step up, one step up. You know, two steps back. Yeah, it just it was crazy. Yeah, just losing constantly to your half. Just sharp shale that was just steep, and it was just also loose. Like everything just wanted to fall down the mountain. So but it's not like you think you go, oh, we'll just take half a step then. Like nope, because you lose half of that one as well. <laughs> yeah, so you get you just start crawling up the mountain essentially. Well, you played it off well. I didn't know you were struggling the oh, first really? day. Yeah, yeah, I felt better the, the second and third days once I got used to the the altitude a little yeah. bit. But yeah, how are you feeling, Casey? Uh, I was feeling pretty good. I mean, is that the I'd, first big mountain hunt that you had done? No, I mean Idaho has huge mountains too. Oh yeah, with that's tons true. of elevation. Yeah. Um, obviously, that was the. I mean, being in August, that was the first hunt of the fall. But like in May or June, I was like on some pretty. I mean, we hiked 16 miles in on a on a week long bear hunt. Oh jeez. Um, some actually pretty close to here where we're at right now, in some really big country. Um. So, I mean, it wasn't the first big mountain hunt, but I mean, it's just different. And just kind of the nerves building up to a big Alaska hunt kind of like get to you the first day where you're just like, oh, this is crazy. And like everything looks, I mean, it is big. Everything looks crazy. And 
you just know how long you're gonna be out there. So you're kind of like trying to pace yourself and not get too sore the first couple of days. But I felt pretty good. I I mean, I, I probably gained 10 pounds at the hotel in Dead Horse just because like, <laughs> they serve you like as if you're just like some cattle, you know, like they're just like a buffet and they just got like the, they call it like the hardiest food I've ever seen at that hotel. And uh, I was there for two days kind of waiting to get picked up. And then, uh, yeah, we were just eating peak refuel after that for two weeks straight. And Jack was uh, rationing your jelly baby intake. Yeah, thankfully, I probably would have eaten them all the first day. You don't have much self-control when it comes to jelly babies. Oh, jelly you? babies, no, no. But it was, it was kind of like a, it's how you would train your pet. <laughs> right? So it's like... He's it's, like, yeah, explain this. Because, Let's explain this, because, Jack, and, and also, Glenn, Glenn like, hasn't, hadn't done, like, a ton to camera before hand, had he? Like, before that hunt. Like, a bunch a, of, like, like, someone dedicatedly following him to film him. Only two other hunts, I think, previous, yeah. And so... It's like, it's tough to ask somebody, yeah, you see a shot, but they might not walk in that direction. So it's like, oh, okay. Hey, Glenn, do you mind if you just walk this side of that? And Glenn being Glenn was like super accommodating. was like, yeah, sure, no worries. And it was like, I've got to positively reinforce this. Have a jelly baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, every, time we got to the, every time we got to the top of like, uh, like a crappy sh- like shale slope or whatever and everyone hanging out, it's just salivating at that point. Ever, like, where's our jelly baby? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the start of the trip. I was like, hey, does anyone want a jelly baby? You can have like one or two. Or do... yeah, I only took like two kilos and it had to last four guys, mm-hmm. potentially 10 days. And so, um, yeah. And then eventually towards as, the, as we got to like day three, four, five, like Casey said, they started to expect the reward for getting to the top or for, get, or for doing something and it was, it was good because then I could just whip it out and be like, yeah, great, have, have one. Well, and that's the thing. The reason I say that is that when you watch, for everyone who hasn't watched it, Full Measure, uh, this Eberly Stock film that won the, the Western Hunter, Jack filmed it, edited it, produced it. Uh, it's on your YouTube, right? Yep. It's on mm-hmm. Eberly Stock's YouTube, yep. uh, Full Measure. But in the credit sequence is a raw shot. Yeah. Of Jack saying to everyone, which now completely makes sense. Yeah. Saying, you guys can have two. Yeah. And everyone is like absolutely cheering. It's because you've Pavlovian like yeah. responsed them to like, <laughs> you only get one. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then getting two like was just like, like oh double? my God, dad just like gave us Christmas in July. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was the best. Yeah. I Man. didn't even think about it, but I should have, I should have written some kind of scientific paper on the response of humans to... Yeah, you should have done like a scientific study while <laughs> yeah, you're at yeah. it. I mean, <laughs> I, I think I brought some high chews, but I went through those obviously pretty quickly. So um, <laughs> that was kind of, and I didn't bring enough snacks. Like I just had my peak refuel meals and then we had like some, I don't even know, what was it like caribou jerky or something that had some cheese in it. That I was really good. Remember. Oh yeah, that was pretty shit. That was pretty good. But then uh, apart from that, I mean like Jack's uh, Jelly Baby allotment was kind of one of the biggest like sugar snack things i'd have all day so yeah i definitely was happy i mean genuinely like excited when he pulled out that bag you do it you make a quite a funny noise when you get excited about things you're like you're like oh 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 it's <laughs> so it's kind of it kind of cheers you up to hear somebody get so excited over maybe it's a, just all a play and i know that it cheers you up so you'll give me more <laughs> like, oh you're trying response. to reverse the experiment on me i see what you did no nah, that's genuine i can't I can't help it well, we are um, a day away from dispersing out of Idaho, um, going back to our respective locations. Lewis and Jack will be back in Tennessee, 
at the end of August. Did you look at your calendar? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I uh, I think I'm free. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, and then uh, who's first? You're up. Yeah, because you fly out of South Florida where we're going to be. Yeah. And you're going to fly from Miami to Kazakhstan. Haven't been to Kazakhstan before, right? No, Kyrgyzstan, not Kazakhstan. And supposedly worlds apart. Yes, I've heard Kazakhstan is far more uh, civilized than Kyrgyzstan. Uh, and then you go home. Yes. And have put a moratorium on doing anything until we go to Spain. The new year. Or, well, it was meant to be October, November, December, and then you of all people. And it was for your benefit. And then you of all people yeah. just keep throwing stuff in. You're like, oh, how about Spain? How, Let's about, do this? More projects. how about that? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do more projects. Because 2024 is not going to be a content year. So what, you guys need to like, get oh, it? No, no, it's not, is it? We're only going to Tanzania. Uh, Australia. Potentially Australia. Uh, yeah. Uh, where else did you say, Robbie? South Africa. South Africa. Probably here. It, yeah. Probably here. Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What, do you guys need to, like, edit at some point? Yeah, we've yeah. just got, uh, like, some, so At some much. point, yeah. Someone needs to glue come? to our desks. And then, Lewis, you're coming. You're going to fly out of the UK to come here for that elk hunt. Yeah, so I'll fly back after um, our trip on... When, when will we fly out? The 3rd, Third, of, 3rd of September. And then, yeah, I'll fly back out on, like, two weeks later. Come, come here for the elk hunt. Should be really cool. Really, you should have just, really rented, a, should have just rented a vehicle and just road trip. Well, I do have from a dog. Florida. I do have a dog. I do have responsibilities. I do have, you know, other stuff. Whoever you're texting at the moment. He's got it. <laughs> it's okay, Liz. It's okay. Maybe you could send her this podcast and you can, like, say that we were talking about her. Which, you know, we wouldn't. And that you love, you always say that you love her. You love her. And... <laughs> should we not, should we not say anything about the, the, the photos you've cut out of her and have got stuck inside your, uh, Yeah, please don't say anything about that. Yeah. Okay. The little shrine. Well. You could use my office and maybe afterwards we can go lunch. <laughs> that's how Lewis talks to her. That's a, that's an Anchorman reference, Robbie. Oh, okay, okay. If you Thank you. If you didn't. I appreciate that. But yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, no, that'll be fun. I'm really looking forward to doing the uh, elk hunt. Um, I think we're gonna do, we're gonna use horses, and it'll be like you said. I think fly into the cabin here and then beat out from here. Now, yeah. you, uh, Glenn, made an interesting point on the way in here. Um, we're in Idaho right now. Idaho, chock a block full of wolves. Oh yeah, this place has a lot. You know, the objective, Fish and Wildlife Service objective is like 120 wolves. You guys have like 1,300 wolves. Probably more than that, yeah. yeah. Um, and he says the elk behavior isn't typical. Yeah, here, I mean, they... You're, you're not going to hear much vocalization at all. No, I mean, that's like a death call for them. I mean, they're, they're just calling in wolves if they're being super loud. In some areas, like here, where, I mean, there's not a lot of guys out here hunting or trapping wolves because we're so remote up here at the ranch so um yeah the elk hunt will definitely be challenging it's not going to be like a walk in the park because yeah you're not going to hear them from miles away you're not going to just be able to go up on a ridge in the morning and and locate them locate a bunch you know a bunch a of herds bugle and, and yeah move in yeah it's just i don't know at least from what i've seen and heard up here that's not the case uh obviously you might hit the rut right on you know the perfect day and they might be going nuts for an afternoon or something you might be able to find a couple that way but 
I think for the most part, you're gonna have to glass them up. Yeah. So yeah, getting way up on these mountains, um, and glassing there's, there's been a bunch of burns in here, so there should be some areas where you can definitely glass pretty far, but yeah, it's going to be a challenging hunt. I think all around steep and big country, you guys might even drop off into the big salmon river Canyon there. So you'll have to hike that back up. If that's the case. Without the horses, I'm guessing. Fun times. Why? Plus horses? all the. Well, I just don't think if you go out, if you you know drop down in there, it won't be like you'll you'll probably be going after animals, so you probably won't be riding horses down in there. Gotcha. It's really steep. So plus with all the burns, you would expect there's a, just a ton of fall down. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if like Glenn might plan a trip right before this. Well, he'll be in Kazakhstan, so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll be up here. Um. Trying to clear, there's there's a big trail that kind of goes up, and I think that's where the you'll take the horses up. But um, maybe he'll try and have some people, whether it's a couple guys from work or some other Forest Service guys or something, to clear trail for the horses. But yeah, just I mean hiking off trail. Yeah, there's tons and tons of of uh, deadfall everywhere. Sure, it's getting we got windy. a little wind windstorm. Yeah, it's coming. getting pretty windy. Well, it's been awesome. It's been an awesome trip here. Um, didn't expect anything less in terms of the plane, in terms of Glenn. And, uh, and I think we got everything we wanted out of Glenn. Yep. A few more bits. We'll be good to go. Cool. Lewis, you're going to... Sweet ass, bro. You, what are you going to... You, last time you signed us off as David Attenborough. Oh, let's hear it. I want to hear it. I can't do that every time. Come on. Well, you know... Casey's this is the first time Casey's on the Blood Origins podcast so and I love and I love his no you don't you're just saying that I love nature documentaries like more than anything if you ask my wife like that's all I watch if I watch like that I'm gonna gonna say that's a lie I'm gonna say you don't love nature documentaries more than you love hunting videos no or Love Island yeah or Love Island yeah my wife loves Love Island I love my wife therefore I watch Love Island sometimes (laughs) but no, I do love David, like like uh, Planet Earth and everything. I, I actually do like it. So let's hear it. You know, come on, Lewis. You've, look, mate, you've committed to this now. Yeah, you, commit- you better just. Commit. I thought you were going to do it. Can't remember what I said. How do you normally no, sign it no, off? No, we don't sign off these. So do you want to talk about, um, how about you talk about the fly fishing experience on the river? <laughs> no, no, no. Down here. About, so it's gone talk from, about that. It's gone no, from no. sign off to. Let's make an episode yeah, on of fly fishing of David Attenborough's fly fishing. The the sign off the sign off should be David Attenborough narrating a nervous Robbie getting into a plane to fly Ooh, out. Yes, here. a wild nervous yes. Robbie. A wild, super wild, yeah, yeah. super wild. And one. to set the t- set the Jesus set, set set the scene, we flew in here in a Beaver that is very small plane. I get motion sickness, air sickness on in small planes very easily. I know to get upset. It's all right, mate. <laughs> You're on the ground right now. <laughs> and I was, the flight out I was extremely nervous and sweated a lot. And he's wild. Yeah, we can smell. Hmm? Don't and, forget. And he's wild. He's wild. He's a wild Robbie. Mm-hmm. David always mentions yeah, he's always in, mentions that, that they're wild, wild isn't yes. he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And here we see a wild Dr. Kroger entering the, the fabled beaver aircraft of choice by pilot Glenn Eberly, uh, soon to be taking off into the back country of Ida, where we'll see many, many white-tailed deer and the odd brook trout. Love it. Oh, yeah, that's brilliant. Good. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you, everyone.
Well, that's it for today. Appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.